Welcome back to the Give Me Some Truth Studios here at the corner of Glenway and Monroe. We've been quiet for a couple of weeks. Uh, we had some tex- technical issues. Uh, you know, Dan and I are idiots. We actually recorded three different versions of an intro last week sometime, and then we all died and got sick, and uh, the material just didn't seem uh, as fresh or relevant as it once did even though Dan likes to think he's timeless. So what we did want to do, however, was uh, get out uh, an interview we did with Liam Gigan-Smith and Connor Arno LeBlanc to uh, talk about uh, issues around uh, volunteering in the offseason for uh, the Flock and its uh, Volunteer Foundation. That actually segues into something very near and dear to my hearts. My heart. I just have one. I'm not a a cow with multiple stomachs, uh, which is our podcast, which is coming up November 9th, uh, Saturday night, Saturday, 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 from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Argus Athletic Club in the basement. It is wheelchair accessible. Uh, there's an elevator that you you will go to the bar. Uh, as Dan knows, they all know me there. Um, but more importantly, you just ask to uh, gain access to the basement. Uh, it'll be 7 to 9 for the kind of program part of things. Uh, and then we'll have the, the run of the basement for a while uh, until they kind of open it up to the public somewhere around uh, 11 p.m., 10 p.m. Uh, but we'll, we'll be able to hang out, drink, all of that. Uh, during the course of the pot off, of course, we're going to do hopefully a fashion show. Uh, where Mike Quito and uh, Connor and Neil will evaluate various outfits. We're going to do uh, Optali Trivia, a team trivia contest, much like uh, the bar trivia you might be familiar with. Three of the questions will be off air. Three will be on. We're going to have uh, Connor's unnamed segment. You'll be able to uh, – we're going to be auctioning off the naming rights to Connor's unnamed segment, the, the proceeds going to charity. And then uh, – as well, uh, Neil and Connor, before we get to the, the pod itself, the live pod that we'll be recording, we'll be uh, hanging around and uh, answering questions. And we're going to do that like piano bar style. So we'll have a big bowl. You can write down your questions uh, on a piece of paper or maybe, uh, you know, something like that. Uh, and then you'll uh, write down your question. You'll also want to... Uh, Donate some cash to ensure, much like at a piano bar, that your question gets heard. Obviously, the more you donate, the more likely uh, Neil and Connor will ask answer your questions. Again, on the advice of our legal stylist, we'll be doing that off the air. Uh, probably for the better if you've ever seen Connor and Neil argue with one another. Hopefully, Connor has recovered well from his surgery by that point. Uh, and is not on the painkillers, because if he's still on the painkillers, ooh, boy, it could get out of hand. Uh, we'll be recording a live podcast as well, Optalee Trivia. Where there'll be prizes uh, associated with that and the fashion show. Uh, really happy to have everybody involved and uh, looking forward to seeing you there. Without further ado, uh, we bring you uh, Connor and Liam. All right, so in the studio today, we have uh, two guests from the uh, flock, uh, and specifically involved with the sort of charitable uh, side of things for for the flock. Uh, we have Connor Arno Blanc, who's in charge of the uh, Forward Union, and they're they've been responsible in big part for the uh, park cleanups and things like that, which we'll talk about. And then we have Liam Gigan Smith, not not quite there on the 
We can Gahigan. Run. We can run back both Gahigan. names. Gahigan? Yep. Okay. Much better. Also here from the uh, from the flock and, and kind of leader of the community outreach. And before we get into talking about that stuff, we wanted to get what your guys' uh, sort of most memorable moments were from, from the last year. Uh, that's a tough one for me. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go the road less traveled by. Um, and I would probably say the, uh, the trip out to Marquette. I, th- I think, you know, with it being the first, I guess, pseudo away day, aside from all those other preseason matches, you know, getting a bus of people together for us to kind of explore what was possible. Um, load up drums, load up. I think we had over 50 people get out there and, uh, and just make some noise for a match against a local college team. It, it was it was pretty great. Worked out some new chants that we ended up uh, seeing being crowd favorites. It was it was a pretty cool sight. That was actually a, a lot of fun, and I think again one of those moments where uh, the cynic in me was was genuinely impressed with what we had going. I mean, people sang and, and chanted for ninety minutes, um, getting to see as well. You know that. Don Smart was basically playing right in front of us mm-hmm. there, which was really cool to see, you know, the game from his perspective in, in some sense as well. Um, so, yeah, I would agree. And, and, you know, little did you know you could have that much fun in a giant inflatable garbage bag. I, I didn't even know inflatable stadiums existed <laughs> until that match. But. What about you, Liam? What was uh, one of your more memorable kind of moments? Yeah, again, you know, it's it's difficult to just pinpoint that one that one moment, you know, where you're actually in, in love. Um, but I think it was it's just a combination of like seeing all the different backgrounds there. I know it sounds super corny, but when you're walking into into the breeze and you're seeing all these faces that you only see once a week, but at the same time, it's like, you know them, you have a connection with them and then you look forward to seeing them again. So it's like when we're working on just our community outreach things, when we're hosting events and it's people that are passionate about actually the charities we're working for, that's, that's honestly the stuff that makes it worthwhile. It's kind of, kind of amazing that you become that close to, to people that you see maybe for like three or four hours on, on Saturdays, right? Where you're all of a sudden, you know, one week you just decide you you start hugging that guy that you've, you know, you, you know, only from, from the flock end or whatever that right. it, it just kind of goes from there. And I think uh, it speaks really well to the, to the kind of community. And I, I think one of the things we're going to talk about today is getting, you know, now that we don't have those 90 minute match days on, on Saturday, uh, how do you keep that that feeling of community going through the through the winter? And you know we've already talked about some of those things outside of this. Uh, one of those things that obviously we hope is successful is the the great pot off uh, November 9th from seven to nine p.m. Uh, Connor uh, Tobin very excited. I saw him on Friday night. Uh, Neil Hovati is as excited as as Neil gets for things. Um, <laughs> That's pretty excited. Know, yeah, you know, like if you've seen yeah. his facial expressions, the man is like all about. The excitement. Yeah. How, how uh, could you see a smile underneath that mustache, though? I, th- I think it, it's only illuminated more by that mustache. <laughs> I will I will hark no criticism uh, or, or uh, allow no criticism of the mustache. Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. The mustache, I think, is also responsible for the, the winning streak at the end of the year. That's my theory, because I think he went he went back to the mustache. He had, he had played around with some other facial hair and then went back to the mustache, and they went on that kind of winning streak. All right. I'll so yeah. So uh, speaking of this, what what has happened so far from from both Forward Union and kind of the flock in general in terms of uh, charity charity and also kind of volunteering hours and so on? 
Yeah, um, obviously when we started the, the pipeline, the vision, the dream, you know, of pro soccer here in Madison, it was, we already knew that what we were going to be doing is not just for 90 minutes. It's it's actually being part of the community and being involved and engaged with the community and kind of just making sure that we're using our resources correctly and we're directing them to help people. So we made a huge push for charity and outreach to be part of it, you know, to be able to make sure we had the charity of every month um, in locked in, ready to go, and then being able to work with those to give those individuals a platform. You know, the, the sport itself is a pretty male-dominated area. And when you're working with, like, the Rape Crisis Center, Planned Parenthood, uh, when you're working at domestic violence, you know, we're, we're giving all these platforms to these organizations to address the community where they may not have between 100 and 200 people they're all ears so that was huge for us Mm -hmm. and uh, as well you know and so through the course of the season uh through 50 50 raffles through other events about how much did did the flock raid raise just kind of broadly speaking yeah uh, i can very happily say that we raised over twenty thousand dollars since april for these organizations that we partnered up with which is amazing it's a credit to everyone that bought a raffle ticket you know Again, it's about the community. It's it's part of that outreach aspect that we want to connect these people and be able to also monetarily support these causes, but at the same time be able to actually put that manpower, put our resources behind that. So that then is like, you know, going to obviously nicely set up our conversation about the volunteering where we were able to volunteer over 400 hours in the community between park cleanups, pantry hours, doing other activities, doing book drives, everything else under the under the sun that we could think of in this first year. And, Connor and, and so, yeah, Connor, you can perhaps speak to that a little bit more on the ground. Yeah, tell me a little bit about how the, the park cleanups kind of came about, how often you guys did them. Um, you know how many how many folks turned out what was yeah. the the sort of build up around those yeah I, I mean the whole the whole point um and the whole initiation behind getting us getting out there and and doing the park cleanups was you know we wanted to do something a step beyond financial giving you know we wanted to be the people out there strapping on gloves and finding strange things on the edge of lakes that shouldn't be there um so you know we we put the word out to the parks department we got both Tenney Park um, and James Madison Park adopted and got out there monthly, alternating, getting out there, picking up pounds upon pounds of trash. Um, you know, on average, we saw probably 10 to 12 people um, come out to these events. And so that, that lands us well over 100 hours of, of volunteer time just getting out there and picking up cigarette butts and, you know, picking up trash bags that were left on the side of the road that got missed. You know, Madison's... Uh, a phenomenal city in the sense that it, it keeps itself clean, um, but you'd be surprised what gets missed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we wanted to take this opportunity to just take that step further. And then we even had the opportunity to kind of cap off the year uh, to go and do a cleanup of the Tenny Lapham neighborhood um, as a thank you to this community that we were also able to call home for the last few months. Yeah, and I think that's I, I think that speaks to really what's important about the flock is that it it doesn't just want to take, you know, yeah. a lot of uh, supporters are, you know, you, you could look at it or, you know, that you show up in this neighborhood and you cause a ruckus mm-hmm. and cause problems. But, you know, you guys actively gave back to help clean up, you know, help maintain that that yeah. neighborhood that had been so kind to support us and had, you know, had expressed concerns early on in the, the sort of process about what what these events would be like. So yeah. I think that's that's great. 
where did the other you know couple hundred hours of of volunteer time come with so come again from? it's it's a Again, it's a testament to the supporter groups that they have all their own identity and their own like kind of uh, vision to how they can be involved in their community. Again, not just be at that 90 minutes on a Saturday at Bree Stevens, singing, chanting, and rocking the best atmosphere in all of USL1, probably up in the championship also. But it's, it's about that culture and that community, and you, and you can't have one without the other, and they need each other. You know, Every single time, it's going to be a constant struggle. But when you look at Labada 608 and what they put into the community, working on the South Southside Five aside, it was it was a fantastic achievement. They pulled in all the other supporters groups. They were able to the, get the volunteers there to help the Madison Police Department and the youth of the the community to be able to host this Five aside by refereeing, by being a, a good coach, by being a good example, just being a, a kind of visual presence of you know, hey, someone looks like me and they're doing something pretty cool. It's not like this pay for play kind of thing. It's 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 a lot more than that. It's being a good example and and setting a precedence you know for everyone else even league-wide because what we're doing here in madison is special and it's not happening everywhere it should be you know and hopefully the ball will drop with all the other usl owners and everything else because you know your fans come from the community and if you're not respecting your fans well then you're not respecting your community yeah and i, I you know i think it was uh so it was particularly disheartening for me having had a couple of conversations with the folks from Lansing who, after they learned more about what we were all doing, they got really jazzed about doing more with their supporters group in the in the same. And I think that came out of conversations, you know, we had on that, that away trip as well that you guys probably had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to see that club taken away again, it's, you know, we're, we're I don't want to, you know, keep, keep singing the same sad song but it, it is kind of disappointing to to yeah. have that not for sure happen because they seem to have their their hearts in the right place and you know and, and obviously it's a little different in in some of the sides where it's an mls2 team they don't have that community but yeah we'd like to see the same things happening elsewhere in in league one in the in the championship yeah. uh, more so not saying that we're the only group that's doing this but more and more and hopefully as well uh, a sort of sharing of ideas i think is also something we're, we're kind of looking for mm-hmm. uh so what what now coming into the off season um you know the day before the the november 9th pied off the featherstone flamingos <laughs> are, i i gotta pitch myself here liam I mean, shameless self-promotion yeah <laughs> i mean shameless self-promotion that's that's why i have a podcast this is it. true uh, <laughs> But uh, the Featherstone Flamingos are hosting something November 9th for, or November 8th for, for people who are interested. Correct, yeah. They're uh, kicking off a fantastic weekend of, you know, flock-orientated activities, Forward Madison fun, you know, just because, again, we don't have that 90 minutes on the Saturday. We can spend more than 90-plus minutes hanging out with each other on uh, Friday night. They're having an event. Look out for it on Facebook. Um, it is there. It's already live. It'll be at the Lyrics Apartment. It's a social mixer where everyone can kind of just, just hang out, recap again, you know, obviously share their favorite moments, their worst moments, and, and things they want to bring to the table for next year. Be involved. Like, get in touch with us already now for, like, because it might be the off-season for the team, but the flock don't have an off-season. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're going to be planning. We're going to be executing volunteering programs throughout the whole off-season, uh, volunteering at um, UW basketball games. We're going to have seven games where we'll be looking for volunteers. The list will be up online. And then we'll also be doing some food pantry drives for the the holiday season because the holidays suck when you don't have enough food in the kitchen and your family's disappointed as it is. So we, we rally around our community there. And that's uh, Amanda Klinkner, who was on the legendary uh, fifth episode, crushed by the league, uh, in charge of the, the, the food pantry uh, 
the league, and I think Ira Jersey from the League One Fund podcast has admitted he was involved as well. Just say a global global international conspiracy to, to silence us. But uh, Amanda couldn't make it this week. She's in she's in Amsterdam, but she heads up that uh, sort of initiative. Mm-hmm. Anything else that forward the the union going to be doing yeah. in the off season? Anything else they should look out for? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a lot. I guess kind of cooking up right now. A lot of a uh, lot of talks about. Um, ways to help out some underprivileged families um, that are in, in some dire need. Um, not going to give away too much quite yet until some more details are solidified, but just keep an eye on socials. Um, you know, volunteer opportunities are coming. Um, we, we believe that, you know, our club has been a benefit to the city this entire season, um, and we believe that we have the responsibility to do the same whether the team's playing or not. Um, so keep an eye out. Keep your eyes on social media. And uh, and just expect some some really big things pretty soon. Speaking of, and, and you know, not to, I, I don't want to bring this up, but uh, one of the neat, the things as well is I think people should look at uh, the forward uh, group as a a resource for if they're involved in another charity, uh, you know, or Absolutely. involved mm-hmm. in a, in yeah. another organization. You know, this weekend, for instance, uh, uh, Bill Schultz from from the Wisconsin Warriors put out the call. Got volunteers from from Facebook for to help out with practice for them because his coaches weren't going to be there, uh, you know, to get get people out there, get get balls moving around. And and if you haven't watched Power Soccer again, another pitch for this. It's it's so much fun, so yeah, exciting, really is. high speed, high energy game that uh, you got to check out. I was actually out there this weekend, and they have a, a five year. So the team age uh, ranges from uh, you know the the four or five main players are in their twenties and, and early thirties. But they have a, a couple of kids who are interested in power soccer, kind of getting involved. One of them is five, and the kid looks like he's going to be the, the <laughs> Pele of power soccer. <laughs> nice. I mean, he's just amazing. That's so that awesome. was that was pretty cool to see. Any uh, kind of last things, Liam or Connor, that folks should be aware of before we we wrap up? Yeah, um, obviously we have our elections coming up on the 26th, so it'd be fantastic if everyone could be there at Rubinia Courtyard, who have been an amazing partner all year for us. But uh, yeah, come cast your votes. All the elect options are there the candidates they're they're all fantastic i just wish we there was more spots to fit everybody um so yeah come out to that it's from 12 tw- 12 until 3 3 I yeah think, 12 yeah. until 3 at Rubinia. um the uw game will be on also so don't don't feel you're going to miss out on anything okay. we'll have that playing as well it'll take five minutes to vote yeah. and then hang out come meet your flockers and then flock off to somewhere else and watch the uw yeah i mean if if anyone can make it for at least a minute or two to cast your vote you know it's super important so whether it's five minutes or the entire three hours you know we'd love to have everyone out great uh thanks again for your for your time and uh look forward to speaking to you again soon hopefully we'll have amanda back in um yeah you know she's more entertaining than you guys no for sure no that's that's yeah um and you know uh, we just like her better so Mm -hmm. but (laughs) uh, and we owe a big a big apology for screwing up last time so but thanks again for for stopping in guys and and we'll talk again soon yeah absolutely good luck Did you hit record? Was that? Yeah, I did hit record.